Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. This is a podcast from Minute Media. Do you know what desperate times call for? They call for desperate measures. That's why I find myself here rooting for the Miami Heat. Putting the ghost of Alonzo Mourning behind me. All of those bare-knuckled brawls with the Detroit Pistons in the rearview mirror. Embracing Heat culture. Not with a full-on hug because that would simply be too much. But with one of those handshake bro hugs you do when you're trying to be cool and let people know that you're not too invested. It's a classic lesser of two evils situation. But you know who is making it a lot easier? Jimmy Butler. The underdog turned superstar scored 41 points in game one of the Eastern Conference Finals last night. It was his third 40-point game of the playoffs. The dude simply had so much fun leading his team to the finals in the bubble that he wants to do it in front of fans. He wants to do it as Pepis plays. He wants to do it against Jason Tatum the same way he did it against Trey Young and Joel Embiid and James Harden and every other NBA icon. He wants to reaffirm that he belongs, that he's every bit the alpha he appears, that those beer commercials didn't come about by accident. He's doing it in the ultimate Jimmy Butler way with mid-range shots by getting fouled with tremendous regularity by aiming his always charged body with fear toward the nearest possible contact. There are more poetic ways to describe his game. I'll describe it like this. It's badass. Because it's badass to watch him fly around fueled by disrespect. It's badass to watch him fueled by his own coffee company. It's badass to watch him be fueled by a fire that simply burns hotter than anyone else's. Miami is the perfect spot for him. He is the white-hot extension of a late-arriving but no less passionate fan base. This is a team that prides itself on being the hardest-working, best-conditioned, most professional, unselfish, toughest, meanest, nastiest team in the NBA. This is a player who prides himself on being the hardest-working, best-conditioned, most professional, unselfish, toughest, meanest, nastiest player in the NBA. I mean this is the ultimate compliment. And it's something that has made this strange bedfellows situation a bit more palatable. Miami reminds me of those go-to-work pistons. The grit, the guile, the unit being greater than the sum of its parts. Each had a, do- each had a dogged commitment to defense and a bench absolutely addicted to contributing. Perhaps rooting for them won't be so hard after all. Perhaps, and I can't believe I'm saying this, I might actually like it when all is said and done. Welcome to the Kyle Coster Show, presented by The Big Lead, where we lead the league in podcasts recorded 
as a tiny baby sleeps on our chest. It's an important honor. More and more people are taking notice that dads can do podcasts while their young sons rest on their chest. 2022, what a world. My interview today is with Lauren Shahadi. You know her from MLB Network. You know her from TBS pre and post game show on their Tuesday night broadcasts. We had a great conversation about her new projects, about building and sustaining chemistry, about our passions for baseball and her journey to get where she is now and some of the lessons learned. It was a great conversation. North Dakota gets a shout out. So does Pedro Martinez. Two things that you don't usually hear mentioned alongside each other, but we love to break ground. So let's go to that right now. So Lauren, you are in your 11th season at MLB Network where you host MLB Central, but you're the new host of TBS's Tuesday night baseball coverage. How exciting is it to be part of something new? Oh man, it's so exciting. I love the game. I played it since I was a young girl. And so when you get analysts from all walks of life, all different careers, and they get to tell you what they think and how they'd approach a certain at bat or how they kind of track down a ball in the outfield, everyone's perspective is so different. And on TBS on Tuesday night, we have an infielder, an outfielder, and then a Hall of Fame pitcher in the great Pedro Martinez. So Literally everything is covered. No stone is left unturned. And it's really cool to analyze baseball on a nightly basis with them. When you get to be first out of the gate and put your stamp on a show when it's in its first year, do you think about what type of goals you want to accomplish? And if so, what are the goals? Kyle, it's such a good question. And I always think about Ernie Johnson in the same building, right? To me, he's the greatest in studio host and what he does best is he facilitates greatness right that he gets the most out of Shaq and Kenny and Charles that's what he does it's there's no ego involved it's all about how the show can be so great so you look at him and you think gosh how can I just be like that you know you want to be authentic and be yourself but in the sense of getting the best out of your guys and your girls that you talk to every day that's your goal so that was my goal going in be authentic I love the game um I come with a passion for it, but I want the show to be almost like you don't know if you're in commercial break or not. Does that make sense? Absolutely. You're part of the conversation. You're not staring at so many times you see, you know, some studio shows and they're staring at cameras and it's camera this and you're turning and that's not how you talk, right? My favorite personalities in television, you don't know if they're on or not. Robin Mead of CNN Headline News is such a great personality. and I love the way she's it's like she's talking to a friend so that's always my goal that's all of our goals to just have a baseball conversation and you're invited I'm glad that you mentioned Ernie Johnson because inside the NBA is the standard bearer when it comes to (laughs) studio shows Um, and I've been watching the NHL playoffs and I've seen some of the cross-pollination on ideas there what have discussions been like about how to make baseball on TBS feel a little bit like basketball on TNT Well, it's almost like you learn from osmosis. We all sit. It's so cool because on Tuesday nights, we sit in a room and we all watch. We watch NBA, we watch baseball, and we watch hockey when it's on, right? So we're watching together. So we get Shaq's reaction to Sandy Alcantara's slider. Like, that's what we get in real time. He says, I could hit that. You know, it's that kind of stuff. So what we see from inside the NBA is when they do demos, right? When they get up and they walk and they're so casual and they do little bits, 
that's what we try to take to our show. Um, it's, but we want it to feel authentic, if that makes sense. So that's the fine line. And and the first show is interesting because you have a mix of chemistry and then you build on that and build on that. And then that's where the gold lies. I was lucky enough to spend about 20 minutes with Pedro Martinez several years okay. ago when I was doing a piece um, at MLB Network and we watched some tape and I got to listen to him talk about pitching I think that he has a mind for the game that I've never encountered before, or at least his ability to translate it to the audience in like this matter of fact style where he says something and to him, it seems like common knowledge, but you're sitting there at home and you're like, oh, I've never heard that before. Or even someone who has played the game at the professional level, never thought of it that way. What's it like to be able to have access to that insight from Pedro? That's actually a really good point because he'll say stuff that Pedro can say, but if someone else said it, it might not, it carries so much weight with him because he knows like there's a pitcher that we were talking about the other night and he throws 101 and it's easy for him. And Pedro says, it's almost too hard that his body can't keep up the injuries take over. And we thought anyone else says that, but Pedro Martinez knows, right? So it's that unique perspective. Whenever we talk to guys after the ball game and we'll interview a pitcher or we'll interview a manager and he's before your question, Kyle, you always say, Oh, you know, it's so-and-so I'm here to ask a question. And he says, it's Pedro Martinez. And everyone goes, <clears throat> all the players, young and old, new school, old school. I mean, you just, has that sort of presence. He makes all of us better. He's the most wonderful teammate. Every time I'm on with him, my mom or my dad will text me and they'll say, you're on with Pedro Martinez. You know, don't mess it up. I say, I'll try. I won't embarrass the family. <laughs> it's the gravitas too. And I bet that he probably gets better answers. You're so right. And I remember Kyle, when I first met Pedro, it was at MLB network and he walked out of the bathroom and I was walking down the hallway and as uh, so unassuming, and he had, he was cooking rice and beans in a crock pot. Pedro Martinez was cooking rice and beans in the crock pot in the makeup room, just, you know, one of the many people. And he walks out of the bathroom and he goes, hi, my name is Pedro. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I know, I know. Nice to meet you, Pedro. But he's so unassuming, but yet this superstar, it's just a cool mix. I will say he is smaller in person than you would think. Really? So it is a bit surprising that he was one of the greatest pitchers of all time. As a host, your job is to kind of move and accentuate the chemistry of everybody on set. How do you go about learning about that process? With, with Turner, with this TBS show, how did you make sure that you were ready to go when the red light came on? Because that's something that you can't really fake. So first and foremost, you got to know their careers. You have to know what they did well and what they didn't do well, what they struggled with, what they prided themselves on. With Jimmy Rollins, he prided himself on durability, right? You walk into the ballpark, you know exactly what kind of player you were going to get every day. He prided himself on playing as much as he could. That mattered to him, right? So that's where I direct my questions toward to him. Curtis Granderson plays like a, he's like a kid. It's like talking to a six-year-old who had an incredible big league career. So I direct that kind of stuff towards him and then Pedro the pitching and, and Pedro the game planning um so it's that's where it comes in having a different dynamic and having guys who you know whose career ran the gamut it's a fine line yesterday we had 
Chase Utley and Jimmy Rollins, one of the best double play combos in all the land, right? They were on together. Jimmy, the contrast is unbelievable. Jimmy is as smooth as they come. He's witty and, and Chase is hard nose, cool, as talented as he's going to run through a brick wall for you, right? Qu but more quiet than Jimmy. So I, I put a lot of effort into before that show thinking, okay, how can I make them vibe off each other, right? Show me how turning the double play made magic in their day in Philadelphia and 1200 games together. And that was the challenge for me this past week. You know, you look back and you think, oh, I could have done this differently. I could have done this differently, but to play off them and to have them interact in a fun way, Jimmy said, my other half is here, you know, and, and then Chase goes, oh, thanks. You know, that kind of stuff. That's what I, I tried to get out of them. Are there moments where you just where something like that's going on? And I know that you've been at this for a while where you just kind of reflect and you kind of have this out of body experience where you can't really believe that you're doing that. Like, it's kind of like, you know that you're doing it, but it's just like, I would never imagine that this is kind of like where my career took me, where I'm having, you know, these professional athletes that I grew up watching or enjoyed watching when I was in my twenties now are explaining and I have a front row seat for this. And then it's also, we're working on a creative project together. When do you have those pinch me moments? Cause at the end of the day, it is a job uh, and you still have to do it every day, just like a 162 game season. But I have to imagine that every once in a while, you're just kind of taken aback by the lot that you've got out of life. Mm, it's I just listening to you say that, you know, it's more than every once in a while. It's every day I walk in that studio. It's grand. I mean, the TBS studio, the studio we have at MLB Network, they're grand and beautiful. The people that we work with are wonderful. And it's we, it's not lost on me, Kyle, that we could talk baseball for a living. I remember, you know, striking out three times in my high school game and thinking, oh, I peaked in high school. Well, you know, there was a way to kind of channel your love for the game elsewhere. I do not take it for granted. I try and respect, you know, the game and the position. And I, I first started in this business in Minot, North Dakota, and I just wanted to learn, you know, I wanted to be, um, I wanted to be good, but it was such a learning process. I started, uh, I wanted to be a producer, first and foremost. I was not good at it. I wasn't good at details. I would panic when a guest would cancel. And I thought, that's not for me. So then I tried this on this side of the camera and it's been just such a ride, but I am so grateful. That's for darn sure. I think that baseball, which is my favorite thing in the world, I should preface this question um, with, but I think that Getting it to translate to the national stage has been a work in progress. If you look across the stations now, obviously MLB network has the specific focus, but I would argue that MLB central is kind of the show of record in terms of like a daily show. I mean, I, MLB tonight when action is going on is, is fantastic, but in terms of like discussing the game and having the time you guys added an hour this year, what do you see your role in maybe amplifying and elevating people's love of baseball, which I know you care about greatly, but also has some challenges. MLB Central is a labor of love. We started it with a couple producers, Mark DeRosa, Matt Vaskersian, and myself, and just thought, how can we bring baseball to the breakfast table? How can we make the baseball nut, the coach, the grandma, the mom, everyone enjoy it? 
that is our goal every day. It's not, it's not just a guy who knows baseball inside and out. The other day, um, I'll give you an example. I was, the guys were doing a demo. It was Carlos Pena and Mark DeRosa. And they were doing a demo about high probability swings. And they said high probability swing. And I, I have played softball my entire life. I, and I didn't really know what that meant. I kind of knew what it meant. Bat rate stays through the zone, you know, a little bit longer. But I, in, in the context that they were talking about, I didn't really know. And in my mind, I thought, should I ask, am I going to sound silly asking this question? Because this is what we do, right? We talk about baseball all the time. But you know what? I thought, no, no, no. There's someone who loves baseball who doesn't know exactly what that means in that context right then. So I said, what do you mean by high probability swing in that context? Does it mean bat stays through the zone? They said it's all about bat, bat path. And they explained it so well. And I thought, you know what? It's not just the person who knows everything. It's the person who loves the game. They want to know too. So that, that is the goal. That is the sweet spot of MLB central. We, no question is silly. Nobody is smarter than the other. We laugh at ourselves. We laugh at each other. It is just a, a fun four hours. Grab your coffee. Let's talk the game. Let's laugh because life is short and baseball is fun. What can you tell me about the Jersey city segment? Ah, oh my gosh. I, I am excited about this. We just did one today on Harrison Bader, talked about the flow, the locks. We talked about the defense on display. I wanted to highlight players because, you know, we have a four hour show, but we, we often talk about the Trouts and the uh, Aaron Judges of the world, Giancarlo Stanton's of the world, you know, the studs in our game. And we like to give love to the players who don't get it all the time. So um, the Walshes in, in Anaheim and Harrison Bader today and um, Logan Webb, we spotlighted. He's been fantastic. He's turning into an ace, but before, you know, he's just kind of up and coming. So that segment is designed because Zero had said, what if someone, if someone wore my jersey, that'd be a big deal. You know, I remember watching people wear my jersey and it mattered to me. We thought, okay, bingo. We know the players watch us all the time. We know they're locked in. Let's wear their jersey and let's tell the masses why they're great. And it's turned out to be really cool. We live in New York City. So Jersey City is just across the way. So we called it Jersey City. We wear a jersey and we talk about the player and then do or breaks them down. So it seems like a good way to get some free stuff too. Ah, the swag, right? They're like, what size do you want? Does it does it matter? I said, yes, it matters. <laughs> Send it my way. <laughs> no, that's smart. It's a heady play. I do the same thing and it's uh <laughs> it's one of the perks. Your first job in North Dakota. What were the stops between North Dakota and MLB Network and TBS? And was there a point where you thought, maybe this isn't for me? Yeah, great question. Um, I started at University of Florida. I went from there to Sarasota, Florida. I was an overnight editor. So I, I wrote the birthday the birthdays in the town and the lotto numbers. You didn't present it. I wasn't on camera. I would write them. And I remember my second day on the job, I wrote the wrong lotto number, Kyle, and I gave the wrong person the lotto. I told them they won and they didn't. They called. They were so excited. My boss said, oh, you got it wrong. And I thought, okay, I, I, my attention to detail is not going to serve me well in this television business. Uh, but I was there for about a year. I would get off my shift at, so I worked from midnight to 9 a.m. And then I would get off my shift and I would follow the sports director around for the day. And whatever he shot, I would shoot too. I would shoot my little stand-up, I would record it, and then I edited it together. I sent out a hundred tapes. They were VHS at the time, I'm old. And I, I sent out a hundred tapes, I got one call back. It was from Minot, North Dakota. They said, um, we'd like to 
have you work weekends. You're going to be the weekend reporter or the weekend anchor and the weekday reporter. And I went there. It was negative 40 degrees wind chill. I shit my car. You had to plug your car in at night um, because your car would die. And I would take, drive my station wagon into Saskatchewan, Canada with my camera and shoot, you know, JV ice hockey, JV girls or boys ice hockey, bring it back, edit it together, take the football scores, Friday night football, and then do my sports cast. And I learned how to fail. I learned how to write. I learned that the difference between, at the time I was young, I didn't know the difference between IndyCar and NASCAR. I swear, I didn't know. I just was young and making my mistakes, but I made them in a market with the most wonderful people. Um, I still go back and visit Mina. And then from there, I went to cbssports.com. And um, from there, MLB Network and TBS. You know, it's gonna, this is really going to seem, no, this is going to, I wonder, I, I wonder like sometimes, Sometimes when I think that people at home, when they see someone on TV and they see someone on national TV and it looks easy and they think anybody can do it. I, I just, you know, it's a bigger question, but I mean, it's just, I, I think that as I've gotten older and in my own career, it's just important to learn those lessons. Uh, my first job at a newspaper was to do like the local listings of like what live music was at every place in Chicago. And it was so boring. I mean, agate page after agate page after agate page. But I learned to take it seriously to the point where when I was doing something that was a little bit more fulfilling and a little closer to what I imagined for myself, I was able to kind of take that same energy because I knew that there were steps in between what I wanted to what I was kind of realizing. And I just, you know, it's just, it's great to hear that from someone and it's great to reflect. And I think it's important that everybody knows that it doesn't happen overnight and it doesn't happen by accident. And this business has a, you know, a really good way of weeding people out who don't really want to do it for the right reason. So it's, it's cool to hear you say that. And uh, I'm just imagining all those nights crossing the border with that hot uh, JV hockey footage that you had to get on. <laughs> and by the way, if you missed a goal, you were doomed if you went to the bathroom because there's only gonna be one or two goals so if you missed it on the camera you did white balance you were doomed but I think your story is so interesting you said something that really resonated with me you know I spent time on it and I I had a bigger vision right like what you cared about even though you know to you it wasn't what you wanted to do you 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 spent time doing it there was a girl here it was two weeks ago and she wanted to do um silent reporting and she was running the shot sheets and uh, Kyle when I tell you she was the best at what she was doing she took such pride and she after the show she said I want to be on the sidelines tell me how to get there I said what you just did today is a start right like taking pride in what you're doing and trying to work for to you know towards a goal um it kind of gives you a little cred, you know, and you always remember what it was like and you're so grateful for the experiences and you never forget them. You carry them through. I agree. Um, I'm going to ask you in closing here to uh, put on your best salesperson hat and sell MLB on TBS on Tuesday night, both from the pregame perspective, but also the actual games kind of having these marquee standalone games, which I think is a good way for people to check out other teams in the league as the league tries to grow its stars outside of its local fan bases. Oh, okay. Well, where else are you going to see Pedro Martinez breaking down every pitch, the 
pitch mix, what the pitcher's thinking in the moment. He takes you inside the mentality. You're going to watch Jimmy Rollins turning double plays and talking about what makes the infielders, why, why the shift is bad, why the shift is good. I mean, we're talking about things that he didn't have to deal with when he played. And then the just exuberance of Curtis Granderson and everything is fun and everything has a reason. And there's a reason why you, you know, play this spot. And there's a reason why you tell your manager, you need a day here. And it's just the inner workings of the baseball mind. And it's the perfect combination. And we come together and we have 30 minutes and, and it's not all what's going on in the game. It's making fun of each other and having fun with each other. And it's just a 30 minutes of packed baseball fun before and after the game and must see TV. So join us. All right. You're hired. That's Lauren Shahadi <laughs> from MLB on TBS Monday night, MLB central and MLB network. Thanks so much for joining me. Oh, thanks so much. I loved it. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.